right, I know what you're wondering. Where was I yesterday? <laughs> and I apologize. I am back with you here today. Everything was fine yesterday. And you know what happened uh, on the program yesterday? Typically, I record the show sometime in the late afternoon. And yesterday, we had some some business-type stuff uh, that we had to take care of, some banking issues. And before you know it, the day just got away from me, and I didn't have time to record the show. And I hope you understand, from time to time, this does happen. But I am back, ready to get started, ready to talk about um, what I consider to be a challenging topic. And here, here's here's the thing with, with this program. I always ask the Holy Spirit, what I should discuss. You know, I always have that idea going into the day. Uh, my first my first uh, course of action is to look at the daily mass readings and if I can get something from the daily mass readings, and I always can. I mean, obviously we can always get something from the mass readings, but something that I would feel would be appropriate to the show, then, then I do that. I try to use the, the daily mass readings if possible because otherwise I could pick and choose and I might not give you the full message that the Lord wants you to have. I mean, honestly, and that's, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I like the fact that if you're going to read the Bible, I, I'm a big believer in using some sort of a daily Bible or preferably the daily mass readings, because that way the church guides us through the Bible based on the different liturgical seasons. Now, we're in ordinary time right now, but when you're in Lent, when you're in Advent, the church kind of, when you're in the Easter season, the church kind of guides you down a certain path. And even in ordinary time, toward the end of the uh, liturgical year, which is not going to be that far away, we are, what are we, in the 27th week in ordinary time right now? Let me just check on that. I don't want to give you bad information. I think we're in the 27th week, or that's what's coming up this Sunday. Uh, 26. So we're in the 26th week. So this this weekend is the 27th week. Um, toward the end of ordinary time, you're going to hear more of more like a an end times message from the church based on the readings that are chosen. Kind of like get make sure you're you're ready because the Lord's coming again. We never know the hour or the the minute, and that's a good message. Be prepared. Um, but for the most part, in ordinary time, we're just looking at Jesus interacting with various people. So, but but it, I, I like the idea of being forced, for for lack of a better word, being forced to go down a certain path, and let the Lord speak to me sometimes in ways that I'm not looking for. And I, and I think that's today. We're gonna when we hear the gospel today, um, it's a message that at first glance I thought I don't really want to talk about this because it's sort of a tough message. But the more I thought about it. First of all, revelation from God is is always good news, and, and it just really depends on how you look at it. So I don't want to not discuss something because I can't put a positive spin on it. I believe I can put a positive spin, and again, that's a bad word, but I I I, I can I can present it as good news. How about that? On just about everything in the Bible, and I I think that's today's the point. Today is a case in point. So the message today is following Jesus. What does it take to follow Jesus? And I will read the gospel. I'll talk about that. And that'll give me a point of departure to to, to head down sort of a good news path, which is what we're going to do today. So if that sounds interesting, I hope it sounds interesting, because otherwise you're not going to stick around. But I hope you're going to stick around. Hope we can hang out a little bit and and talk about this for the next 30 minutes. 
why don't you settle in, make yourself comfortable, take your shoes off, have a seat at my table, grab a beverage, a snack, whatever you want to do. We're about to pray, and then we'll come back on the other side of the prayer. I'll talk to, to you a little bit more about a few odds and ends, okay? So if you would join me, let's place ourselves in the presence of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Father in heaven, so good to be back with you on uh, as we pray, as we turn to you at the start of the program. Can't imagine, Father, doing a show without first turning to you. Obviously, you know my capabilities, and I could not do anything without your help. So I'm very grateful uh, to you for your help, for your assistance in doing this show and, and doing everything I do uh, pertaining to my ministry. Father, we turn to you today, and we ask you to bless us. We lift up our intentions. We ask you to grant them in the best way possible and, of course, at the best possible time. I ask you, Father, to heal anyone who is sick, to comfort anyone who is grieving today, and to encourage anybody who is discouraged. Father, today, as we look at what it means to follow your Son, I ask you to pour out your Spirit upon me, direct my my words this day, so that I can deliver your message, not my own message, but your message. And Father, I ask that you open up all of our minds and hearts so that we can hear what you have to say, can believe that it really is coming from you, and can put it into practice in our lives. I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I thank you so much for, for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak, and the name of this show is Following the Truth. And again, I, I apologize for yesterday. It just, things got out of hand. And I wasn't able to do the podcast, but I am fine. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you today. Quick reminder that if you're interested in getting a deeper look into the the Sunday Mass readings, check out the Gary Zimak Show, which is another podcast I do. You can get it wherever you got this podcast. It is available now. It's available usually on Friday, Friday morning, mid-morning sometime, but it is available now. And uh, I'll, I'll take a look, a uh, little insight into the Sunday Mass readings. So that's one thing. The other thing is my latest book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. That is available now. And if you're interested in picking up a copy, followingthetruth.com is the best place to go to do that. There's a link right on there, which will send you to Amazon to uh, if you want to purchase a copy of the book. Okay, that's that. Um, trying to think what else. I guess that's it for now. Just if you, in general, if you want to... Uh, Check out my website. It is followingthetruth.com. That's the place to look. Uh, I was looking at my speaking schedule. October, now that we're in October, happy October, by the way. I have, I'm, I'm speaking to a Catholic business group uh, this coming Wednesday. I'll, I'll do my best to pre-record the show so you'll have, a, you'll have a podcast that day. And then things get a little busy. So I'm headed down to Alabama in November, Rochester, New York, uh, some talks in the greater Philadelphia area, in the Philadelphia suburbs, and I'm trying to think if there's any place else. That might be that might be it for November. Then, you know, we slow down a little bit, and then Lent is going to really get busy. But if you are interested in seeing where I'll be, where I'll be speaking, head on over to followingthetruth.com and just click on schedule, and all of my upcoming talks 
are, are on the website. That's followingthetruth.com. And if you want to bring me into your parish while you're on the website, you just click on contact. You can contact me through the website. Or if you want, you can just send me an email to gary at followingthetruth.com. Okay, so this gospel, this gospel today, uh, I'll read it to you. And, you know, it's it's a tough one to hear, but we we have to be careful. And look, I'm, I'm very prone to doing this, so it, it's not like I never do this. If we're not careful, because we are not hearing Jesus speak to us, like we would hear another human being with whom we interact. In other words, you hear their voice or he sends you an email or you, you can, there's more of a give and take. Now, that doesn't mean the Lord can't speak to us. That doesn't mean we don't speak to him. It doesn't mean we can't have a dialogue. We do, but it's a different kind of dialogue. And, and a lot of us get confused with that sometimes. If we're not careful, we can turn Jesus into our own version of Jesus, right? And that's easy to do. It's, you know, you only go to him when you want him to agree with you. If you disagree with, uh, if, if you know you're doing something that you, that he might not approve of, you don't really bring it up to him or you spin it in such a way that you, you make it, make it that, uh, make it out to be that he would agree. You know, and what we don't want to do is create our own personal version of Jesus. We want to contact, be in contact with the real Jesus. And one of the best ways we can do that is to look at these daily mass readings or pick, you know, a certain area of the gospel and, and just let him speak. Not necessarily let him say what you want him to say, but let him say what he wants to say to you. Everything that he says here, even though it might not seem like it at first, um, is pertinent. Because just because he's telling you something you didn't really want to hear doesn't mean it's not something you need to hear. And again, believe me, I have I struggle with this. So the message today it's it sounds tough when you hear it. But let me read it and then we'll we'll talk about why I think this is important. It's Luke's Gospel, chapter ten, verses thirteen through sixteen. Jesus said to them, "Woe to you, Chorazin!" You see, as soon as you start hearing Jesus saying "Woe to you," you know this is. This is not going to be a um, a fun message, but just let's let's hang with it for a minute because I think you're gonna I think you're gonna appreciate what's going on here. Woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty deeds done in your midst has had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment. Than for you. As for you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will go down to the netherworld. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Um, so what, what, what we see happening here, or the message, at least I feel the Holy Spirit wants, I think the Holy Spirit wants me to share with you is this. Jesus talks to us all the time, and, and that's a really good thing. You know, we are not, I think in my daily email reflection, the message I shared was a, it was a be not afraid message, be not afraid for I am with you. And this message is contained throughout the Old and the New Testament. It is contained hundreds of times in the Bible. The message be not afraid 
because I am with you. Not be not afraid because there's nothing to be afraid of. No, be not afraid, God says, because I am with you. Be not afraid in the, in the storm. Be not afraid as you deal with various difficulties. Be not afraid as you, as you experience challenges of life because I am with you and I am all-powerful. And, and that really is a theme that I emphasize in the first part of Journey with God. God loves you. God is with you, and God is bigger than your problems. And and honestly, I think if we if we can continually remember those three facts about God, we are going to be a lot more peaceful. Our problems, even though they might be severe, they're going to be a little less threatening to us. If we know that God is with us, God is uh, God loves us, God is with us, and God is more powerful than our problems. And and in this gospel. Jesus is essentially saying that you are blessed. You know, he's talking to these people in, in, in particular towns where he was, where he was appearing, where he was ministering. And he was saying, don't you understand? I'm showing you proof. I'm performing signs, showing proof that I am divine. I am God. I am a divine being. I am the Messiah. You know, in other words, he's revealing himself and revealing the Father, and yet he's being ignored. Obviously, if God, if we if we believe in a supreme being, if we believe in God, and as a Christian, we supposedly believe in God, and we believe in, in Jesus, too, you know, we should be willing to what? To follow Jesus and to listen to what he's telling us. And essentially, that's what he's saying here. Like, you're ignoring what I'm telling you. And and yeah, like, well, that might be not the best thing that we want to hear. Because sometimes we don't want to hear what he has to say. Because it becomes inconvenient. I, okay, now you told me I have to love my enemy. Well, what if I don't want to? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But if we, if we truly want to follow Jesus and want to live with him forever in heaven... We need to follow the advice of the Blessed Mother in her last recorded words, John chapter 2, verse 6, I believe it is, do whatever he tells you. And, and, And that's what she's telling us in her last recorded words in the Bible. And that's the way we'll get to heaven. So in other words, listen to Jesus. Otherwise, we're not really following him. We're following either ourselves or somebody else. And, and, you know, we can look at this and say, and, and this is where it gets really tricky, and this is what, why I want to talk about this today. We can listen to what Jesus is asking us to do through the teachings of the church, through the, the pages of the Bible, and we can choose to listen to him and to obey him, because we are calling him Lord. You know, if we're, if we're Christians, then we should recognize Jesus Christ as not just our Savior, but our, our Lord and Savior. Lord meaning he's the boss. So we should be willing to listen to him. Not only, I mean, obviously to please him, to acknowledge him as Lord, to do the right thing. I mean, these are all reasons why we should listen to what Jesus tells us to do, even if we would rather do something else. But also, that's the way we're going to get to heaven. And that's also the way we're going to experience peace and and joy. 
So with that in mind, let me let me talk a little bit about this because even when it's not um, completely understandable, you know, I might not really get why I'm supposed to do something that Jesus is telling me to do, like carry my cross. I might not really fully get that. But that's what he's saying. If you want to follow me, deny yourself. These are his words. Pick up your cross daily. This is Luke 9, 23. And follow me. That's how we follow Jesus. In order to follow him and do things his way, denying ourself make, makes sense, right? We can't serve him and serve, serve ourselves. But I struggle with denying myself because I like to indulge myself sometimes. I like comfort. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with enjoying life, but there comes a time when you've got to stop serving yourself and serve Jesus and serve others through him. But the whole idea of the cross is not a very appealing one, especially to someone who might be new to either Christianity or seriously trying to follow Jesus. And there are a lot of us who were baptized at a young age and we didn't really take our Christian faith seriously. You know, I'm, the, I'm a very good example of that. I went to church faithfully for years because I thought that's just what you're supposed to do. That makes me a good Catholic. No, it makes me a uh, somebody who was obedient, but not, not fully obedient, externally obedient. I don't know what word you could use for that. I, I went through the motions like the Pharisees did in a lot of cases, but the Lord didn't have my heart. I, my heart wasn't in it. So I was going through them. I was checking off the boxes to fulfill the letter of the law, but my heart wasn't in the right place. Um, If you follow, if you look at this message of Christians have to pick up their cross daily, that is one heck of an unappealing message. You know, if you had a PR director, if Jesus had a PR director for his church, and he's reaching out to either unbelievers or people who are lukewarm, the idea of carrying your cross and denying yourself, that's not a really good selling point. You know, it it just isn't. And in today's day and age, suffering, self-denial, depriving yourself of pleasure, these are not popular ideas, anything but. So, So I think you have to look a little deeper in that If you follow Jesus, if you pick up your cross, which you're going to have if you're a Christian or not, sometimes people think that once you follow Jesus, all kinds of bad things are going to happen to you. Well, those things are going to happen to you because we live in a fallen world. We have a fallen human nature, and this world is not heaven. So Jesus did say, in this world, you will have problems. In John 16, 33, that's what he said. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So he kind of framed it by reminding us that, yeah, you're going to have problems in life, but if you do follow me, if you do become my disciple, if you do pick up your cross and embrace your cross, you might still have problems, but I'm bigger than those problems. And elsewhere, numerous times throughout the New Testament, Jesus promises peace. And St. Paul even talks about it in his letter to the Philippians, that if we bring our intentions to the Lord, with thanksgiving, thanking him for his presence with us, for taking care of these intentions in the best way possible, however he answers, 
um, then we're going to have supernatural peace that the Lord will give us. So if we're looking for peace, the best way to do that is by doing God's will. Because even though we don't often see it that way, and that's due to a lot of temptations, that's a lot due to a lot of overstimulation, sensory stimulation, things around us, electronic media, you know, all kinds of distractions, uh, fast food, so many things take away from the invisible kingdom of God. And we talked about that a few days ago when I when I talked about the angels. If we get past that somehow, you know, the, the message of the world that religion is boring, God is boring, and, and that is the message, that's the message we hear, that the only way you're going to have true happiness is to buy this, that, and the other thing, indulge yourself. If we somehow learn to look past that message and really try following Jesus by embracing our cross and following after him, we will find the peace we're looking for and the joy. And we have, um, I'm involved in a small group at church. And last night we had this discussion about joy and suffering. That is a really radical concept. I don't expect... I, I I don't expect many people to just to accept that if I'm talking to them about it and without without questioning because the idea of joy in suffering it's radical we talked about that a few days ago um, the idea of it is possible to experience joy in suffering the reason it's possible is because if the Lord allows suffering to enter into your life and because He's all powerful if you're suffering in some way and you didn't cause it. I mean, certainly we can cause our own suffering by bad habits, making bad choices. There are things we can do to, to cause our own suffering. But if it's suffering that you didn't choose, an unexpected illness, a job layoff, uh, somebody said something to you that, that hurt you, um, you know, any number of things like that, then God is allowing those things to happen. Because he's all-powerful, he could change that suffering if he wanted to. It doesn't always come from him. And that's a that's a that's a hard concept to wrap your brain around the idea that God permits evil because of free will, and you know he can't, he will not stop somebody ordinarily he will not stop somebody from doing something evil. That's again a consequence of free will, but he's allowing it to happen, and therefore if he is allowing it to happen and it's, it's not suffering that you caused yourself, then he's allowing it to happen for a reason. Somehow that suffering will help you. It'll help to build your character. It'll enable you to offer it up as prayer. And essentially, it's going to help you or somebody else to get to heaven. Because ultimately, that's the goal. When you look at things in life circumstances, uh, things that appear to be bad can actually be good because in God's eyes, his goal is not just to allow you to experience pleasure in this life, but it's to get you to heaven, to experience a relationship with him in this life, which will lead into a relationship with him in the next life. But the secret to finding peace is to embrace God's will, to do what God wants you to do. If you do that, we were created in such a way that that's going to bring us peace. And joy is is confusing because to many people, they view joy as a response to external circumstances. The weather's beautiful. I'm going to be joyful. This food is great. I rejoice because this steak is delicious. Well, 
true joy in the in the Christian sense of the word, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit works in us, the fruits are produced. And so you have these internal and external fruits that are produced when you let the Holy Spirit work in your life. And there's nine of them as defined by St. Paul. There's love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. And, and again, it's letting the Spirit, and we all receive the Spirit the first time when we're baptized. The gift of the Spirit is strengthened when, we, when we're confirmed. But if we let the Spirit work in us, then these fruits will be produced. So joy is really a response. Joy is a, a response not to external circumstances, not to good weather, good food, or um, a, a great relationship. Joy is a response to God's presence in our lives and what he has done for us. So it's a, it's a reaction to the reality of God loving us, doing things for us, to, you know, show, expressing his love. The fact that we're alive and that we're able to have a relationship with our Father in heaven, that joy is a reaction, a response to these gifts of God. And that joy, which is rejoicing in God's presence and God's the good things God has done for us, that joy will ultimately result in another fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is peace. You know, And that's lasting joy, and that can be found at any time. So I can choose to rejoice, as Paul did when he was chained to a Roman guard in captivity, even when things are going wrong in my life. And when you start to do that, and it's, it's so hard to do because we just don't believe it's going to work, when you learn to rejoice and say, all right, Lord, I rejoice. I'm not feeling well today, but I choose to rejoice not necessarily in the pain caused by the illness or whatever suffering I'm going through right now. I'm not going to rejoice in that. I'm going to rejoice that your love is somehow playing out in my life by allowing these things to happen. I might not understand why, but I know, Lord, that you're all powerful, you're all loving, and that you are, um, that you're with me. And that's what I rejoice in. When I make that conscious decision to do that, I'm typically going to feel some degree of peace. It might not be perfect peace, but it can be very, very, um, very powerful. So it is possible to rejoice in suffering. And I think the main thing we want to remember, as evidenced by this gospel, is that Jesus cared enough to come into our world to teach us about the Father, to tell us what we need to get to heaven, to institute the sacraments, and then to die on the cross. That's a reason to rejoice. And if we learn to do that, we'll talk more about it. If we learn to do that, we're going to find the peace, the lasting peace that we all seek. Okay? Hey, it's a deep topic. If you have any questions, even over the weekend, Gary at followingthetruth.com. I have to run. Thanks for listening. God bless. Talk to you next time.